Doesn't it seem lately like everyone is feeling overwhelmed these days in higher proportions than before? I've been feeling it myself, and I know some of it is not mine, but rather the collective. And I also think that overwhelm can become a habitual state that needs an intervention before it becomes anxiety and depression. What can you do to help your clients release overwhelm, get unstuck, and move forward again on their big goals? This 208th episode of Prosperous Coach Podcast has an approach that might work for you and your coaching clients. You're listening to Prosperous Coach Podcast, a free resource for new coaches since 2018, created by me, Rhonda Hess. I have a talent for breaking complex things into easier steps, and I love helping you choose a smart coaching niche and launch your business with confidence. I began mentoring coaches in 2006 after five years of training coaches at Coach Training Alliance, where I designed the certification program. Subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a thing. And don't forget to go back to the earliest episodes for incremental learning. Now, let's roll this episode. Hey, coaches. A close friend of mine called the other day, and she said she was going through a rough time. She wanted some coaching. Both of us are professional coaches, and we do that for each other from time to time. Yes, you can coach a friend or family member as long as you set good boundaries and don't treat them like a client outside of coaching conversations. It takes mindfulness, and it can be done with grace. I encourage all coaches to have at least one peer coaching relationship beyond their mentor coach. To start, My friend did a beautiful job sharing the circumstances that led up to her current state of mind, which was making her feel unable to move forward on things that were truly important to her. This happens to clients all the time. I was able to listen without interruption, jot some notes, and feel compassion for her in my heart without taking on her challenges energetically. Know what I mean by that? It's so easy for new coaches to stumble into the trap of feeling responsible for the coachee when you're coaching. It's important to keep yourself out of the weeds and observe from a detached but loving place. One of the most beautiful things about coaching is that if you don't rush ahead in your mind to fix the problem, powerful questions, insights, and potential solutions do float up in your mind and you can test a few out with your client. If they resonate with it, great. If not, that's great too. Performance isn't what you're here for. I experience my intuition most keenly when I'm relaxed. It's almost as if words are floating in front of me where certain ones will highlight or get larger. That's my intuition telling me to pay attention. But just because my intuition is talking doesn't mean it will be right for my client. So letting go of insights and intuition is just as important as being open to it. Your intuition might come in pictures or senses. You can develop your own style of listening with detachment and discover things your rational brain might never come up with on its own. As she was talking, I noticed that there were two words that she said often 
that had a tremendous amount of charge. I could feel it in my body. And for me, each time these two words were said, they highlighted in my mind like fireflies. She finished her story with a strong statement about what she did not want, continued overwhelm, and slow progress on her top goals. I acknowledged her story and what she was feeling, then I noted what she did not want and asked her what she does want. She was quick to state which of her goals was most important to her and why, then also legitimize her reasonable desire for the other goals too. I wrote down all her goals so I could refer to them. I mentioned that the word overwhelm came up frequently in her story and that it felt loaded with a charge each time she said it. She agreed that overwhelm was the crux of the matter and it was loaded with emotion for her. I suddenly thought that changing the word might be a good entry point to a solution. I literally saw a cross out over the word overwhelm in my mind's eye. Without prompting, she came up with a different, more neutrally charged phrase And I noticed some of her heaviness fall away, which affirmed the direction we were going in. When people get overwhelmed, there's this negative cycle. The more overwhelmed they feel, the more overwhelmed they feel. And the more overwhelmed they feel, it escalates. And then just the idea of trying to fix the overwhelm becomes overwhelming. A reset is needed. You know what I mean by a reset. Using her new phrase that she came up with, I asked her what could relieve that sense of reduced bandwidth within her. When you help your clients create a reset, it should be simple, doable most anywhere and any time, and something that truly will provide relief. Because my friend knows that if you can change your body, you can change your brain. She committed to the idea of doing a simple physical thing whenever she felt reduced bandwidth. Just talking about it, I sensed ease for her. Then we talked about her habits with daily tasks on her goals, and it became clear that it had been a while since she felt a sense of accomplishment. This repetition of not making progress on her goals had started to create a strong belief that she could not make these goals happen. Fears about the future are the most paralyzing thoughts. And if a person believes they are stuck for good and cannot reach their goals because they are lacking, it creates a sense of helplessness and shame. I suggested that she build a habit of accomplishing again. The key is to expect less and get small things done each day, then acknowledge every small accomplishment. Over time, that builds confidence. She agreed, today she will pick one doable and meaningful task for each goal she's trying to move forward, then tomorrow she will do them, then celebrate, and just continue that pattern. When you or your clients celebrate their accomplishments, it becomes much easier to do a bit more each week without getting bit by the overwhelm bug. Try it out yourself. So often, less is more. 
episode 171 called The Number One Trait of Best Coaches is about this freeing approach to your business, your life, and helping your clients. So check it out. Stay inspired and make things happen. Thanks for listening today. You are awesome. And it's time for your coaching audience to know that. If you're getting value from this podcast, please share it with other coaches. Your kindness will come back to you. Learn more about how I help coaches choose a smart niche and launch with confidence at prosperouscoachblog.com. Joel Bass wrote my theme music. Thanks, Joel.